Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina. Joining me once again is Derryfield AD and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you doing? Doing good, Joe. Ready to uh, ready to make that playoff push, man. It's uh, it seems we were just talking. It seems like the season just started, but uh, you know, playoffs are here. The brackets are out, and uh, yeah, just making that making those final adjustments to get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, this has got to be uh, the fastest season I, I i mean like yeah like we were just saying i feel like there should be another week or two at least uh and and i want there to be another week or two i i'm i'm kind of sad that we're getting to the end here yeah it's weird because you know we were saying that you know the season did only start a week later but you know to me i think the the, the real feel of it came the real feel of the shortened season came that a lot of teams happen to be playing you know we we did that not only did we do a regional schedule, but we did a, uh, you know, where we're playing the same team twice in one week. So I think it, it makes it feel like you haven't played as many games as maybe you have. You know, we were just saying, I yeah. will have gotten done with the regular season having played 15 games. You know, if, if we advance in the playoffs, you know, we could we could play upwards of anywhere of 18 to 20 games. And that's like a normal that's season. A normal you season. Know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it. it it took a while to get here, but, um, you know, it just seemed like it went by so fast. And I agree with you after missing last spring, nobody wants to see it end right now. I know. You know? I, let's keep going until like July. Let's do it. I'm, I'm just, we'll go Massachusetts, Massachusetts <laughs> I guess, Massachusetts style, right? We'll yeah. Go, right. Uh, exactly. We'll, we'll add a, a spring four or whatever. What are they, they calling them? I, I think I'm good though, Joe. I think another week or so is going <laughs> to be good. It's, uh, I, judging by we, uh, we moved from the turf to the the grass fields today. It was oh. uh, it was a little steamy out there. So, if that's any indication of what this summer is going to be like, I, I think another week or two will be fine. So, <laughs> right. uh, so normally this is where I tell you that uh, you can catch the podcast every Thursday morning. Uh, but since we're heading into the playoffs and the schedule is a little bit uh, different this year, uh, our schedule is going to be a little bit different. Uh, so before you you start freaking out that you're not going to hear a podcast next Thursday. Uh, you're going to actually get it a day earlier. And because we love you all so much, we're going to give you a bonus podcast uh, the final week of the of the playoffs there. If you, so uh, next week, uh, we are going to do this uh, a day early. So you'll be able to listen to us uh, give a little bit of a, a playoff preview, I guess, uh, or more so than we are today because we'll already be around in in some cases. Uh, Wednesday of next week, uh, the podcast will be up. And then the following week, we want to we want to stagger this so that we're we're kind of cover, covering everything that's going on. Uh, we're going to do two podcasts uh, that first week of June. You'll be able to listen to us uh, Tuesday the eighth, and then once again uh, Friday the eleventh, kind of getting you ready for championship Saturday there on the boys' side. And then uh, we'll go a couple weeks after that, and and, and just kind of wrap up the season through the rest of uh, rest of June, and even take a look ahead to to twenty twenty two. I can't believe. Then we're we're already up to that, but um, yeah, getting getting pretty excited about that. And then along with that, that gives us uh, six more shows coming up. Uh, and I'd like to to throw this out there again, if anyone is interested. Of course, we'd love to have a a sponsor for the show. You know, there's a little bit of uh, of cost that goes into putting this together, uh, and also you know this website in general. Uh, so if you uh, you have a business and you you're interested in getting your name out there, you'd like to sponsor the podcast. Uh, you know, we can put together a little playoff package here uh, coming up through the month of June. Uh, you can just shoot us an email at nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com. And uh, anyone that has questions or feedback, you can send an email there as well or uh, at on Twitter at nhhsports. Uh, and I, I do have one other announcement to make for tonight, uh, although this is a little less serious. Uh, 
I don't know who out there, uh, you know, if, if you're aware or not, I am a, uh, a lifelong Pittsburgh sports fan. Uh, we are doing this podcast as uh, the Penguins are about to get eliminated in this uh, this game six here against the Islanders. So uh, if I if I go quiet, just to he- give you a heads up there, Chris, if I go quiet for a moment or uh, you just hear me start muttering under my breath, uh, let me know. I'll make sure I go and edit that out uh, later. Anything that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I probably shouldn't get out there. So, uh, yeah, we'll be uh, – which, you know, in, in all honesty, isn't kind of a new thing because if you remember when we were doing this at Riverside – during playoff games, I think each of us had like one eye up to the TV there, uh, keeping an eye on the Stanley Cup playoffs. We did, we did. Although, although being a Rangers fan, I don't, I don't think I have as much to uh, <laughs> to look at. So, we'll, yeah, we'll leave it at that. So, you, you, I, I think I'll be, I will not be distracted tonight. All right, you don't, you don't jump from, uh, you know, one New York team to the other there. You're not implying that I would be an Islanders <laughs> fan, are you? Come on now. That's like that's like a that's, Mets yeah. That's like a Mets Jets Islanders fan versus a, a, a Yankees Rangers and, and Giants fan. You can't you can't cross be over like, the, like that. You like the the parent parents who have kids on multiple teams and they get the split jerseys there with the no no, no we don't do that not in this household. Well, uh, of course, as I said that uh, the Islanders scored and we're now uh, ahead. So maybe I should just turn this <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> well, like we've done uh, throughout the season. Want to get um, want to jump into uh, a little college lacrosse? Um, got a, a actually one weekend left here of uh, of the college game. We're getting down to it, and of course we're we're you know losing the number of uh, of locals still playing too, but still uh, some big news on the men's side, right? Yeah, I was uh, I was really close, man. I had a, almost a perfect bracket going. I had an all ACC Final Four, yeah. and, and Notre Dame let me down. I had I I was feeling good. We were driving to I was driving to practice Sunday evening, and I the last I had checked it was twelve nine Notre Dame, and then all of a sudden I turn it on, and Maryland comes roaring back and, and wins in overtime, oh. and uh, so it was a great it was a great game, um, you know, and and for people that are old enough listening to this, it still is an all ACC final original ACC final four there, so <laughs> yeah, um, you know it's uh, it's going to be a great weekend. Um, still pulling still pulling for our friends at North Carolina there with Brian Cameron. Um, and actually, North Carolina w- was in a battle with with Rutgers there, and, and Zach Tucci really kind of got them going. It was a Zach Tucci goal that kind of turned things around a little bit and got them got them fired up. You know, he was over fifty percent on the day at the faceoff X. So again, excited that they're still in the mix, and you know, I still think they're the team to beat. They ran into they had a little bit of test, but all good teams do when they get in the playoffs there. So you know, excited for them. Um, did you get a chance to watch any of those D one games this I, weekend? I, the only one I got to see a lot of um, was the uh, the first one there, Virginia and Georgetown, which just like I I had I picked Virginia in that one, but I was stunned that they won by that wide of a margin, um, and and that turned out to be the only only you know kind of blowout game of the day. I can't believe. Again, could you imagine if the if the men's uh, Division one basketball tournament had three of the four. Uh, elite eight games go to overtime. People would lose their minds. People would lose their mind. People would lose their minds. If this was a mainstream sport, could you imagine? There, there wouldn't be work the next day. No, people would have been. No. People would have been uh, in bars. People would have been. You know, would have been great. And it was still, it was a great weekend. Um, I agree with you. That was the weirdest game to me because so the week before Georgetown, right? They just blow the doors off of Syracuse, right? Right. Syracuse beats Virginia twice this year. Like it's just a weird. <laughs> like it's so. You know, this sport is so driven by specialty positions right. where, you know, the face-off circle can make such a difference. I mean, Syracuse, 
when they had the ball, were a good team this year. They could score. But the problem was they couldn't make stops on defense. Their goaltending play wasn't as good as advertised. And, and they were hot and cold in the faceoff circle. You know, and so it just shows how, how you know, individual matchups can make a huge difference. All these teams are loaded with talent. And it just shows how things can snowball quickly like that. Um, you know, and same thing. That's why I kind of liked, you know, a lot of people, Maryland, it was a popular pick to go to the finals. And I think, you know, a lot of people had either Duke or, or Maryland or North Carolina. I liked Notre Dame to make a run because, because of their faceoff play. They yeah. had two guys that could, that could get them possessions and, and keep them in games. And they almost proved me right there. Um, you know, and I got nervous. I had Duke going, but Loyola was another one of those teams that was getting hot at the right time. And who knows, maybe that COVID pause they had actually allowed them a little bit of rest and get, yeah. get them, uh, get them excited there and get them, get them feeling good for the playoffs. You know, and, so. and going back to the, um, the, the Virginia game, um, they, they did Georgetown, I believe actually lost their faceoff guy on the, the first faceoff of the game. Um, he got hurt. He uh, did. He did yeah. come back a little he bit. He came back a little and then not, didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't play not much. as effective. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah that, I mean that that changed the whole thing. I mean it was it was a crazy run that Virginia had too. Yeah. And then and Notre Dame had one in that game. I did see that that stretch of it. Uh, that Notre Dame what was it like a, a five goal run in the second quarter of that game? They did. They yeah. It was Maryland was up early and then Notre Dame went on a run. They were up at halftime. Maryland comes back. Notre, like I said, Notre Dame stretches to twelve nine. I'm feeling good. And the next thing I know, I turn it on. It's tied. It's thirteen twelve. And then Notre Dame scores with you know a little time left to send it into overtime. And, uh, you know, and then, the, you know, I had to get busy with practice and then I turned it on and I'm like, oh, man, lost all the time. And we, I mean, I think that, so North Carolina is the only, uh, the only, They're the only D1 one that we got guys still alive in. Um, on the D2 side, we did have, we did have uh, Todd Redman playing for, for Mercyhurst. He had a goal, um, but they ran into, you know, probably the favorites in the D2 side in Lemoyne. Lemoyne's got an undefeated season going. They're 14-0, and 0, uh, and they beat Mer- – Mercyhurst gave him a game. It was 11-9. Uh, it was great to see Todd hitting, hitting the box score there. Um, and so Lemoyne will play Lenore Ryan in the, uh, in the championship uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. No, or in the week. All you uh, Patriots fans out there should be familiar with, uh, with Lenore Ryan by now. Um, Having uh, who was the guy that they drafted uh, like a couple of years ago that uh, from Lenore Ryan, I, I, the safety uh, Ky- Kyle Duggar, I think it was, where everybody just was like, who who is Lenore Ryan? What is what is this school? <laughs> where is this school? Uh, so everybody... Joe, you should you should know by now you're talking to a New York Giants fan. So I, I you know, you were <laughs> oh, you no, were I know, on the I spot know. there. I wasn't going to give you any help. So, you know, oh, I, I, I figured it out. <laughs> Uh, and then, um, then uh, yeah. D3, what uh, we had, we had a couple or one team going still, right? We had, we had Lynchburg. We had, we had Jake Russ from Wyndham still, still in the mix with Lynchburg. Uh, they, they last Saturday, they, they dropped a heartbreaker to Christopher Newport, uh, 12, 11. Um, you know, Jake didn't make the box score that day, but like we had talked about last week, he had been consistently hitting the box score throughout the season, had a, had a great season as a freshman and, and looking for, uh, looking forward to, you know, really a, a, a great next three years, you know? Yeah. And, uh, again, we said last time, you know, it's just sad that he, he didn't get a senior season. Cause I think he was one of the guys that was going to really light it up in, in D2 last year. Um, so taking a quick look here, he finished two, six, eight, he finished ninth in scoring on the team. Uh, only, only freshman to crack the top 10 for, for Lynchburg in terms of scoring only, only freshman really to make the box score period. 
uh, and finished up with 17 points on the season. So not bad. Pretty good, pretty good season for Jake. Uh, on the, uh, the, the story is kind of the same on the women's side as well. We had, uh, we had two locals still going in the D one tournament, uh, and both saw their, uh, their teams come up short. Uh, of course, um, uh, Sydney Gagnon from, from Goffstown was playing for Stony Brook. Um, I, I'm not sure. I tried to find what happened because it looks like she wasn't in the box score, didn't play in there. Uh, they lost in the quarterfinals to North Carolina, uh, 14-11. Um, I don't know if she got hurt maybe in their in their previous game in the win over Rutgers, but um, I didn't see that she had played in that game, so I'm not sure what, what happened there. But, uh, you know, they had their nice run uh, ended there in the, in the quarterfinals. And then, uh, uh, oh, now why am I drawing a blank now on the name? Uh, Duke and... Uh, Give me a second here. Maddie McCorkle from Hanover. Uh, they they came up short also in the quarterfinals. Lost to Northwestern 22-10. to 10. Uh, Looks like McCorkle did get in that game. Uh, so I think that, that made it 3-for-3 uh, three three that she got on the field in all of their uh, their playoff games this year, in, or NCAA tournament games this year. So good to see her as a, a freshman getting a little action there and, and uh, uh, you know, one of the Probably more familiar programs, uh, you know, around the around the country. Uh, but yeah, both uh, both locals in the uh, D one side uh, go down in the quarterfinals, um, and then uh, you know we had I think one in um, Division two, uh, East Strasburg with uh, Co Brown, former Co Brown player um, Kendall Nestor, who uh, wasn't seeing any action as a freshman, but on the roster. Uh, they dropped in the semifinals to Queens, uh, 17-14, and uh, Queens actually went on to uh, to actually they were already up to or played their championship game, so they dropped a 14-12 uh, final to Lindenwood in the D2 final there. Uh, so that wraps up uh, all the action on the women's side, I believe. Of course, well, I'm, all in all, still a really a really yeah. successful uh, spring for for our New Hampshire kids around around the state, and uh, you know now playing now playing in college. So, I think uh, we should be really proud of of how they represented us this year and, and the college scene. So, and wishing that, uh, and hopefully, like we said, for the for those still involved, I hope uh, you know wishing wishing our friends at North Carolina good luck there as they move forward. Yeah. And and you know, I mean, th- this uh, this senior class we got here. This year certainly has plenty of uh, plenty of kids committed to play or signed now to play uh, at the next level, and uh, you know, so I think we're going to have uh, quite a few more kids in the next couple of years to talk about when we do uh, these college roundups. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So speaking of roundups, I think we got our uh, we got our, our top ten poll this Time week, to, right? Yeah. You, guys, you got I, the you got the full I coaches poll in front of you there. Got the full coaches poll. Uh, it's, you know, it, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's a little bit of a snoozer, you know, it's, uh, same as last week, uh, with the one exception, uh, you had, uh, I believe for the second week in a row, actually, uh, Nashua South and Winnicunit flipping spots in the poll, um, being the only change. And, um, uh, with that switch, I believe, yeah, Dairyfield and Winnicunit were tied in the, in the poll for seventh. But other than that, uh, we had B, BG in first, BG Exeter. One, yeah. Uh, Pinkerton, Londonderry coming in at fourth. We had Portsmouth coming in at fifth. Uh, I think we had Bedford, Bedford, Bedford coming six. in at sixth. Dairyfield and Winnicunit at seven. 
South so at South nine, would be eight. Nine. I'm sorry, South was nine. That's Hollis, right. Brookline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the tie, yeah. right? And then Hollis Brookline rounds out the top ten. So. And then uh, um, Campbell, Concord, and and Wyndham getting votes as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, there could be Wyndham. Wyndham's an interesting team to me. Yeah. They are, they are really peaking right now. They had a, they had a really good win over, uh, over, uh, they had a very convincing win over Goffstown the other day. Uh, I think they were up seven, eight, nothing in the first quarter. And then, um, you know, I don't know, maybe took the foot off the pedal a little bit or, or, you know, I think Goffstown made some adjustments and, and got better, but still, um, team that seems to be playing really well right now. Um, and, and I would argue, you know, maybe their record isn't as pretty, but I would argue that they're, they're a top 10 program right now, the way that they're playing, um, in the state there. I mean, they, they started off the year, um, oh, and five, uh, but losing games, two games to Portsmouth, two games to Winnicott, both teams that are in the top 10 and then losing one to, to Bedford during vacation week. So, you know, those are the three opponents that we've, we've got in the, that are in the coaches poll. Um, yeah. Know, and then, and so they've, they've proved since then they've beaten the yeah. teams that, that they should, well, if you're going to be a top 10 team, they've, they've beaten the teams that they should beat. And, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, it's, it was early in the season too. We don't know, you know, right, you don't know right. what players were available, what they could do, what, you know, each school had their own COVID protocols. Like there's all kinds of things that go into it. So in, and plus, you know, they're, they're a team that doesn't have a turf field, you know, so right. it's a little bit, even though we had a, a more mild spring, you know, it's still, it's, you're out there and then the, on a grass field, it's, it's not as easy to get things done. Right. Um, so that's a team that I think, um, you know, um, you know, that that's in, well, we'll get into the playoff brackets in, in, a, <laughs> in a couple of minutes here. Um, but yeah, an interesting, a lot of interesting first round games coming up. Yeah, my uh, my bracket was not too much different. Actually, mine was was the same. I think from the week before, um, you know, just that I had South at eight, Winnicott at nine, and Campbell at ten. Uh, but again, not not much change there. I I don't know. I'm 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 developing different opinions on on a couple teams here. So I, I don't. Maybe I'll shake up my my poll for next week. Uh, who knows? <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll find out. You'll you'll find out next week. So. Um, Something to tune in for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you you mentioned um you know. Wyndham playing better, and then you mentioned uh, the playoff brackets, which uh, you know I am sure you've also heard some feedback on. I've heard quite a bit of feedback on these uh, these playoff brackets, uh, and and Wyndham has probably one of the more uh, interesting opening round games, um, you know, in this in this uh, Division Two bracket, of course. Um, you know, teams were were blind draw, draw out of a hat, uh, presumably, or something similar. Uh, maybe a bucket. Yep. I mean, I cohorts, know. regional cohorts yep. were put together, and then and then the seating for each one of those regional cohorts were done as a blind draw. Um, I gotta believe, I gotta believe that they were done as a blind draw. Otherwise, there's you know, I, there's no <laughs> reason why you would have these matchups that you had. I mean, I'm sure most people listening are saying the same thing right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I it's it's very glaring on the D2 side. And a little bit, you know, there's there's some matchups on the uh, on the Division Three boys side, and um, you know, I think there's some on the girls side too that you're just like, why, why, like, okay, we get it, they're in cohorts, but why couldn't these teams see each other at least in the quarterfinals, right. you know? Yep. Um, yeah. And um, so it's uh, yeah. It's I tough. I will say um, the Division One bracket, boys bracket, I have no problem with. I think it's fine. Obviously, you know, you yep. could you could argue that that Pinkerton and, and BG. Um, playing in the the round one maybe not right but it really doesn't i don't think that makes too much of a difference um but it's it, it, to me that bracket is the one that probably came out 
uh, if I were putting them together based off of what I've seen and, and records and whatnot, um, that's close to what I, I probably would have had. But you're right that the you know giving Wyndham and, and Hollis Brookline uh, an opening game and and making uh, Portsmouth and Winnicott, who you know we saw last week played two really just highly contested good lacrosse games last week, and and now they're going to meet again uh, on Memorial Day. And one of them's going home uh, a lot earlier than uh, than they probably should be, which again I, is is just the luck of the draw. But I, it's it's tough to not look at it and say, you know, there's got to be, there could have been a way around this. I I don't I don't know, I I don't. Yeah, it's don't it's it's hard if you uh, you know potentially could you have done could you have done power rankings within each cohort you know based on there it, it would have been. It, I, I think you could have made a strong argument, um, you know, to do that. Um, it would, it still would have been subjective. Somebody would have had to, cause not everybody played the same schedule as well. Right. So like right. you would have had to have some subjectivity in there, but, but looking at there, I think, you know, most reasonable coaches and fans out there kind of know who, who the best teams exactly. are yeah, right. and based on who they've played and scores. And you could have, I think you could have power ranked within, in the cohorts a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's the, 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 the reason why that might be important is, I mean, I'll take Portsmouth and Winnicott as examples, two teams that, you know, did play difficult schedules this year, um, you know, are a little bit beat up and banged up. Right. And so, you know, if you if you're able to play a couple easier game in quotes, easier games first, maybe you get some of those kids back. Right. And now all of a sudden you're healthier when you play each other in that quarterfinal match or even, you know, if you advance further, you know, you get some of those kids back. So, right. Um, you know, that, and, and that's, that's the really, that's the really hard part there. Um, the, the other, the other thing, can I, I'm sorry, I just want yeah, to, while, while, yeah, yeah. while we're talking about this, just this specific matchup too. Um, the other thing that kind of, you know, stinks to me, um, it, or is unfortunate. I, you know, you, you look at that and they, you know, both Portsmouth, Winnicott, they split their two games together, you know, but then you, you also look at, at who, you know, the winner's going to go on and, um, you know, and play at Spalding in the next round. And the two of them, both Winnicott and Portsmouth, you know, won f- two games each over Spalding uh, by a combined, like, I want to say it was like 67 to 7 or something like that. Yeah. And it's just, that's just, I, I mean, that's great that, that Spalding's going to get to host a playoff game. But, you know, in, in a normal year, I mean, we wouldn't be making teams that, that you know, beat one, you know, a team right. that beat someone isn't going to twice, isn't going to go and play a playoff game at their field. Right. Uh, so that just, I mean, that, that kind of is unfortunate to me. I, it looks to me, uh, I may, I may be alone on that. I don't know, but that's just, that's what I think. I think it's, I think it's unfortunate in terms of, of having to travel. I mean, yeah. in terms of, you know, a next round as a, as a reward, getting to play a next round game yeah. that, I mean, most people would look at that and consider that, okay. You know, you're going to battle on that first round and then you're going to get an easier you're going to get an easier second round game where maybe you can rest some of those kids and get them healthy. Um, but, you know, looking ahead further in that cohort, you've got Oyster River sitting there with with the one seed and they've been a tough team. They've been yeah. they're They're playing well and they're going to be a tough out. And, you know, if they advance, if they if they get by the winner of St. Thomas and Cole Brown, then all of a sudden either Portsmouth or Winnicott is now traveling to Oyster. So you're. You're, if you're Winnicott, you do the last seed. You're road warriors yeah, throughout yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. Like until you get to the finals, you're going on the road every day, you know. And so, 
I think if you're good enough, that's fine. You got to have the right mindset about it, but it is nicer to play at home. It really is. Yeah. You know, and especially if you're winning a kind of that, that, that field is a home field advantage, right? Those kids know how to shoot on that, on that field, you know, the grass field, there's a, there's a definitive uh, advantage that, you know, we talk about uh, Concord on the D one side, right? Nobody likes traveling up to Concord playing <laughs> on that field. There are, there are bounces that only those kids know about on that field and they know where to hit the high bouncer, right? Where, where do you hit that spot on the crease and, and make the goalie move? You know, and so, uh, you know, it's definitely definitely a home field advantage that that some of these teams will be missing out on because of their their the seed that they drew. Yeah, um, you know, in in Division Three, like you said, there's there's a couple of things that are are tough to see, like that like an opening round matchup between Trinity and Campbell. Um, you know, that's that's a tough one because again, those are two teams that, um, you know, going into the or at least you know at this point in the season, I'd say probably are. Are two of the top four teams, um, and again, they're easily playing. easily two of the top yeah. four teams, yeah. and could easily could easily in a normal year have met for for the uh, the title. Yeah, yeah at the end, um, you know, and again again, two teams that are that are a little bit banged up that had they not had to play right away, could be an even more interesting matchup down the road. You know, right, especially if right. they were playing in the quarterfinals or in the semifinals or in the finals maybe both teams are fully healthy and we get a great game. You know, we get a really good lacrosse game at that point. You know, um, I don't, I, I mean, I don't think I'm giving anything away here. You know, Trinity's face-off specialist, Brady Watts, you know, rolled his ankle pretty badly. Yeah. And if he's not ready to go in that first round game, that's a huge, that, that, a that's a difference. huge turning point. You know, that's a yeah. big difference maker in that game. If, if that game is held a little bit late, you know, if they're able to play each other in later rounds, it's a much more interesting game. And that's not to say that Trinity can't beat Campbell in that first round game. They're still a very talented team, but you know it, it puts them at a distinct disadvantage right. if Brady can't go. Right. So um, the other uh, other thing worth pointing out too, I think, is the uh, the answer to what will someday be a trivia question: um, When did Hillsborough Deering uh, host its first uh, <laughs> playoff game? Uh, they are, of course, a, a first year varsity program this year. And uh, they got the the number one draw there in that uh, third region, so they get to host the winner of uh, Hopkinton and Bishop Brady in the quarter. So that's uh, that'll be a, a you know the, the an answer to Saturday, a, a Saturday question June there. Saturday yeah. June fifth. The answer yeah. to a trivia question someday. <laughs> um, you know, and the the other thing I'm kind of in, intrigued about, uh, if you look at the it's region listed as region four, but it's you know kind of like the North Division, if you will, in Division three. Uh, that that Guilford Laconia opening round uh, matchup. That's a that's uh, a good matchup right there. That's a really yeah, good opening round matchup. They've played, I believe, three times this year, and uh, I think Guilford won the first meeting, and uh, Laconia since has taken the uh, the last two, and and um, you know, and then the winner of that, um, you know, you got Plymouth and Interlakes Moultonboro on the other side. Um, Plymouth playing really well, really, right now. yeah, really well. I think they've beaten Interlakes a couple times this year, so. You know, I kind of would look at them as the favorite in that game. So, so that's a that's a great quarterfinal matchup there too. So, um, yeah. So, what about uh, on the girls on the girls side? If we take a look at the girls here, yeah, real quick. Um, uh, you know, again, Division One. I I don't. Um, I, there's only one thing I, I you know that's a little little frustrating to see there is that you've got. Um, you know, Sauhegan and Bedford playing in the first I round. You might say that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a tough yeah. one. I mean, that's a that's a potential Final Four matchup. Um, right. You know, again, that you've got in the first round, which you know, kind of unavoidable um, with them being in the same kind of region there. So it's you know, what are you what are you going to do? I mean, they're going to play before the semis anyways. But 
it would have been better if out of the hat that one of them had gotten the, right. gotten the bye. Because, I mean, in Division in division 1, I think on the boys and girls side, it shakes out a little bit easier because there's less teams. Right. You know, when there's only 14 teams – you know, by the time you get to the next round, you're down to the you're, you're down to an elite number of teams. So, you know, it, it's those teams would have to play. Those teams have less of a gripe about who they're going to play or exactly. just easier yeah. to play yeah. because, you know, you're going to play those teams either in the quarterfinals or in the semifinals. So, you know, um, I think so in that respect, you want on both the boys and the girls side. It's just it shook out a little bit easier yeah. that way. Um, the other matchup that I'm I'm intrigued to see, you've got uh... Londonderry and Salem playing in the the first mm-hmm. round in the prelims, and then the winner of that game goes on to play Pinkerton. Um, you know, I would certainly say Londonderry is a favorite uh, against Salem. So with a potential um, third meeting between, and and we can get in, we'll get into the Londonderry Pinkerton games a little bit in a moment. Um, but I think that's an intriguing matchup, um, seeing a, a Pinkerton Londonderry game uh, in the playoffs, which I think I f- I feel like. That seems to be the case a, a, a lot of times, you know, especially, um, you know, in, in, in uh, recent years that that's kind of a, an opening round matchup. Yeah. You know, and then looking looking through some of the other looking through some of the other brackets on the girls side, you know, I, I actually I don't have a huge problem. You know, D2 looks looks pretty, pretty competitive and, and you know, matchups uh, look pretty good there. It's, you know, I think. Go ahead. You know, it's, I was just going to say it's it's a it's again it's a it's a geography kind of thing. It just so happens yeah. that, you know, I, I would if I were taking a top four, um, I'd probably say, you know, Portsmouth, Wyndham, uh, Winnicott, Hollis, Brookline, um, you know, would be my top four in 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 D two. Maybe I don't know how far behind Goffstown could be in that mix too, um, but uh, those you know just because of of their their regions those. Uh, only two of those teams are going to survive to the semifinals. You know, um, Hollis and Wyndham are both in the same region, and then obviously Portsmouth and Winnicott as well. Um, yep. So that's just, I mean, that's just tough luck. Um, you know, but yeah, you're right. I think overall, uh, it's not it's not too bad in Division Two. Yeah, I think D three D three is where the where the real where the real tough part is. Yeah. I mean, they. Unfortunately, the, te- the top three teams that look, you know, from scores and from other things, it looks like, you know, St. Thomas, Bow, and Derryfield have been the top three teams in Division Three, And, of course, they're in the same – all three of them are in the same yeah. region. And with Bow and Derryfield playing each other in the first round, St. Thomas potentially advancing and then playing the winner of Bow and Derryfield, it's uh, – Unfortunately, it's. I, I think it. I think it potentially. It has the potential to make for a very anticlimactic semifinals and, and finals on the girls' side potentially in, in there um, with whoever advances out of that um, going there. Now, maybe I'm giving fuel fire to the or fuel to the fire <laughs> right. for getting some bulletin for board material out there. there. We got we got kids at, kids at Pelham, Hopkinton, and uh, and Laconia. And Hopkinton, are, uh, you know what? Printing you know what? Some... You do. You got to give. <laughs> I got to give Hopkinton their due. They. You know what? That shame on me. <laughs> they they beat our they beat my girls earlier earlier this year and they have played they have played well so yeah. I will I will apologize for that right now and uh, and eat, eat my crow while while there but uh, you know um, you know and, and actually now that you know I am looking they they've put up some impressive numbers in the last couple of weeks since since beating Derryfield there so maybe that maybe they are a team that's getting hot but either way it's uh, you know you've got three at least three of the top four teams in the same region that, that won't even make it to the semifinals. 
So that's that's a tough uh, that's a tough region right there. And I believe there was a game added, Lee. I'm not I'm not seeing a score for it, but but I believe Hopkinton and Bow were supposed to play on Wednesday um, today as we record this. Uh, but it doesn't look like there's no been a, score reported. No score, no score yeah. reported yet. Yeah. Yep. So no that that's a that's one to keep an eye out for too, because that would definitely be. Um, you know, because uh, we were talking last week right. that you know Bo has put up some really impressive offensive numbers and really impressive defensive numbers, but arguably they haven't played the strongest schedule. So we're still trying to kind of figure out, you know, what yeah. who are they, yeah. right? What kind, what team are they, right? Um, but I mean, if you're putting up those kind of offensive numbers, clearly you have some skilled players that can that Absolutely. can play. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting score to see if we can get that get that in before the end of the podcast. Yeah, I have, here. Yeah, I have not seen it yet. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of alluded to it uh, a moment ago, uh, but yesterday had the opportunity to go out and see the uh, Londonderry Pinkerton uh, varsity doubleheader over there and in Derry, uh, which you know that's I, I don't know I th- I think this week is maybe the first time because I think North and South are doing the same thing o- over at Stellos, uh, but I th- I think these are like the first couple of of varsity doubleheaders at least on this you know this end of the state. Um, that to take place this year, and and uh, you know usually you see a couple of those, and I'm just I I mean I like getting out and seeing as many games as I can, but if I don't have to travel in between games, that is uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so being there for both those games, and they were both very good games. Uh, you had a, l- a few more fans in the stands uh, than than we've had in the past, so that added a little bit to it. Uh, you know, I, I after the boys game. Uh, the boys game, which uh, Pinkerton won uh, 16 to seven, um, you know, I talked with with Hunter Druin uh, after the game, and, and he said, uh, you know, that was a big reason for why they were able to start the way that they did. I mean, he scored three goals in the first uh, 3:03 of that game, and uh, I, I mean, he just fed off the crowd, is what he said. So, I mean, that's um, you know, as we get deeper into the playoffs too, I'm, I imagine that that that's going to be, you know, crowd size is going to be a little bit bigger than it was for, you know, for some other uh, the winter and fall playoffs and, and uh, some of these regular season games. So I'm curious to see how that works moving forward. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the, the London area Pinkerton boys game, that was, that was a pretty physical matchup, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. They were, yeah, they were really going Two after each going other. Pretty hard. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, and a little bit surprised, a little bit surprising considering they're going to, they're going to see each other so soon again. in the playoffs, you know, it, you would think, you know, it, you know and I know, well, it's, yeah. t- it's tough to turn that off. I mean, you, you go through, you know, you, you've probably grown up, um, you know, going back to, to, you know, when you were little kids, just like, oh, we, we just, we, we want to get out and beat Londonderry. We want to get out and beat Pinkerton as much as we can. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it might be tough to turn off at times. Well, that'll be an interesting to see how they, they play. I believe they play again tomorrow, correct? Yeah, they play on, play on Thursday at Londonderry. Um, you know, it, it was... Um, like I said, Pinkerton got out to that lead, and then um, it was every time that Londonderry looked like they might be able to make a move, they you know they'd score a goal or they they'd you know stop Pinkerton. Um, you know the Astros had an answer. You know they they'd either score a goal or they they you know take the air out of the ball a little bit and, and kill some clock. Um, you know so so it was they could never get really get any momentum going, which was uh, I thought really. Really a big difference, and and at times they you know they kind of rushed things. I thought Londonderry did on, on offense. You know they were they were coming down and looking to score fast, and 
um, oftentimes it really didn't work out for them. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's something that, that maybe, maybe we'll see a difference there, um, on Thursday. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I will fully tell you, it's hard when you're a team that likes to play fast. It's hard. It's hard to turn that. It's hard to turn that off. You know, it, it takes a lot of discipline to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how Londonderry approaches that. You know, do they, do they do anything different? Do they show, you know, knowing that they're going to play Pinkerton, you know, pretty soon after that or, or potentially play them pretty soon after that, you know, do they, do they show a, a lot different? in that in that Thursday game I think most teams are 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 not choosing to do that you know and kind of keep it pretty vanilla (laughs) yeah so it seems like it yeah um and and um yeah like you said they they potentially could play again uh in the I believe what the quarterfinals uh on the division one boys side I mean they you know so you're talking about three meetings in like 12 12 days days, right uh so hopefully hopefully someone's still left standing after um you know, after that that last game, there if they end up playing three times, uh, maybe they play. Maybe they both play their JV guys. Maybe they disagree. <laughs> on on Thursday, they're going to play eight quarters. They're going to play eight quarters of JV. Oh, they'll do that. Yeah. So, so. Poor, those poor JV kids. <laughs> um, you know, so that's kind of the, I guess the big matchup or big game this week uh, in D one. Um, I know we had a. Kind of an intriguing matchup too between Bedford and uh, and Exeter and and Bedford, um, you know they Exeter won thirteen to four on Tuesday, but um, you know Bedford, I, I know you know it's tough to say that you hold a team to thirteen goals, but uh, you know Exeter's been putting up seventeen, eighteen, nineteen all season, so you know that that was kind of an interesting score to me. Um, also that that they only you know they were only able to get four because um, Bedford's been able to put up some points as well. Yeah, it, um, you know it. it, it doesn't surprise me a ton considering that, you know, I I'm impressed. I'm actually impressed with, with Exeter with that score, you know, considering they played Pinkerton twice the week before they play, they play a, a talented Winnicott team on Saturday. You know, I, I, it wouldn't, you know, that, that shows their depth. I think in terms of, you know, being able to, um, you know, hold a good Bedford team to four goals after playing, you know, two, two very physical teams in a short amount of time. And having to turn around and, and, and play a good Bedford team, so um, I, I'm I'm actually very impressed w- with that score from from Exeter there, and I think it shows that you know they're they're definitely a team that uh, you know they've they've tested themselves this season. They're going to be ready yeah. for the playoffs come that time. So I wouldn't expect a whole lot different on uh, on on Thursday when they play again. So um, you know, I want to I want to go back to the uh, the coaches poll for a second just to to share a kind of a, a funny uh, anecdote I think. Um, you know, and, and I, I gather all the emails, uh, from coaches and, um, for the last couple of weeks there, they've, uh, for the, the large portion of, of coaches, especially the, the D2 coaches that are involved have said, uh, basically put Dairyfield, Portsmouth and Winnicunit in, and with a note that says either, uh, I, I can't do, you know, I can't figure this out. Uh, you pick them, uh, maybe I'll have them all tied. Um, it, it just, it, it seems like there's just like this, um, you know, if we were to have standings this year or, or, or some kind of rankings that, that they would be a log jam there in, in division two with not only those three teams, but, but I think a couple others you'd throw in there as well, like Wyndham, Hollis Brookline, um, you know, Timberlane we've talked about, even though their, their record isn't quite as good as those other teams. Um, they've played with all of them. Um, yeah, know. I think, you know, we, you know, that's, I said that coming into the season, I felt that this was the most open division two that it's been in a long time. Um, you know, normally there's like a clear, 
maybe, you know, definitely a clear one and two and maybe a one, two and three. But this year, I feel like, you know, you could have in a normal year, you could have had a top eight that that all could have they could all knock each other off on any on any given day. Um, you know, there, there's definitely, uh, you know, we ran into it the other day. We, you know, tip my hat to Winnicott. They, they are a good program right now. They're playing well. They, they, they don't have a lot of holes and they don't make a ton of mistakes. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to take, uh, it's going to take a, a great effort to beat them come, come playoff time. Um, you know, so, um, yeah, you know, and I, I, I think the regional schedule, um, has not allowed Hollis to show necessarily all the talent that they have this season. You know, they haven't, they haven't had the ability to play, uh, as many of the, the in quotes, you know, traditional blue blood D2 teams that they might've been in a, in a normal year there, but right. I expect them, and that that that's going to be tough. You know, having to go to Wyndham in that first round and playing a team in Wyndham that has been battle tested throughout the throughout the spring, that's not going to be an easy task. So we're going to find out pretty quickly. Like you know, it, it does. You know, is Hollis as good as advertised? I I think they are. I think I'm expecting a great matchup with with Wyndham there. You know, and and you you add into that too. Hollis is now a turf team. Uh, yep. You know, that's, and that's, that's not going to be easy. Yep. That's going to make a big difference because Wyndham isn't as isn't. You know, it may not be as bad as some schools, uh, but but that field is uh, it, it's tough to. I think it's tough to to maybe play on. Um, but it's also the. I feel like every time I'm there, the the sun is just in a in a weird spot. Um, you know, later in the day too. Like it, it it's you know it, it's in a spot where it kind of one team is looking into it uh, every quarter. Uh, obviously, it changes. Um, but. Yeah, and and you look at what what Hollis where they've had to play this year, and and I think with the exception of maybe three games, all of their games have been on turf, uh, either at their place or or other schools. So yeah, they would have had a game. Uh, would have had a game with Campbell on yeah. the, on the grass. Campbell, uh, Pelham, uh, Milford, and Milford, and then 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 Thursday against Alburn. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, hopefully, they're getting a little bit of practice time in on the old uh, old football field or the old. Uh, lacrosse field i think goalie i think the goalies are the ones too the rest of it uh you know like the like you can you can shoot on grab but every grass field is going to going to be a little bit going to be a little bit different in terms of the bounce but i think goalie goalies getting practice on on grass when you're going to play a grass team is the most important thing there but i could be i could be being uh biased there in my (laughs) my opinion you may have had some experience with uh with with handling that over the day i have a uh I still have nightmares about traveling to Bucknell and, and playing on a playing on a grass field my, oh, my junior year. So, um, yeah, we don't we don't want to talk about that too much. All right, but, uh, all right, we'll we'll move along then. Uh, um, yeah, and and you know we we kind of mentioned it. Um, I think going over the bracket there, um, but there's um, you know, potential in, in, for an intriguing kind of uh, quarterfinal in, in Division Three. I think with uh, with Plymouth and Laconia coming up and. Laconia to me seems like a team, um, you know, that's that's kind of been able to turn things around. I know they had some some issues uh, earlier in the year in terms of, uh, you know, maybe some some COVID stuff going on. Um, they had a couple games canceled. I think they were missing kids here and there, um, you know. But I think in the last couple weeks they've really been able to, you know, they've gotten their their team together. Um, I think for the first time, uh, maybe two weeks ago, they had everybody. Um, playing, you know, they've they've started to uh, string a couple wins together, um, you know, and and I think they might be a team that, um, you know, I know we've talked about Trinity and Campbell and, and Hopkinton, but they might be a, a a team that's a little bit of a dark horse, you know, going into this. 
I don't disagree with you. I think again, a little bit tough, a little bit tough to tell just based on the schedule that they played. Um, you know, I think, I think there's a few scores in there that concern me a little bit. Um, you know, they had a, they had a tight game. They've had some tight games with Kennett. Um, not as high scoring against against Lebanon as I would have expected. Um, for you know, I, I think Campbell has clearly kind of separated themselves in terms of being probably the most complete team. Right. But you know, Laconia had I mean that that 11-5 win they had recently over Guilford yesterday. Um, that that's a that's a pretty good that's a great score right there. You know, so we'll see what they do. Uh, we'll see what they do tomorrow against Guilford at home. Um, but you're right. That's a, that's a team that you know maybe they just they had a, a slow start to the spring, got going a little bit later, and now are hitting their stride. And, and you know maybe they're they're going to be a tough outcome playoff time. And you know I I think looking over their schedule too, I think there might be a Guilford game that's not showing up on the schedule too. Um, so they may have played them five times um, after that game tomorrow, and then they got to play them again. Uh, in that, that opening playoff game. So, I mean, here we are talking about, oh, Londonderry and Pinkerton having to play each other, you know, three times in, in two weeks or something. <laughs> here we got Laconia and Guilford potentially playing six times this year. I mean, you got to just get sick of the other team at, at some point, right? You're going to know you're gonna know your opponent pretty well at that point. So. I mean, it's almost like a, you know, like a baseball series. Like you're, you know. Could they could they take the best uh, whoever you know whoever has the best out of those out those six and and they move on after that one? Yeah. <laughs> there's another there, there's another score that's not reported. It's reported on the D two side, but not on the D three side. Laconia had played Kingswood earlier this right. year and and lost twelve two. Um, you know, but again, that was that was earlier earlier this year. So, um, you know, in Kingswood, they, they're not a, they're not a you know I don't think they're twelve two. You know a difference with Kingswood. Kingswood, you know, uh, beat Guilford. They played Guilford twice in a row. Beat Guilford six five, and then beat them seven three. So I think those teams are around. They're all around each other right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, you could probably have your own little um, tournament up there amongst the the northern the Lakes Region teams, and 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 have a pretty good competition up there because it really seems like they're all just beating up on each other out there. So that's that's. I'm curious to see what happens when some of them get into, you know, playing some other teams as well. You know, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the the Londonderry Pinkerton uh, boys matchup, but I also want to get into the uh, the girls game as well. Um, you know, that that took place on Tuesday uh, because it was um, you know as great as the boys game was, I think the girls game might have been even more intense. Um, you know, Londonderry has kind of uh, struggled against Pinkerton uh, the last couple of years, and uh, they they were able to pull out a uh, fourteen to ten win on Tuesday. Uh, and if my uh, my research was correct, uh, that's that's actually their first win over Pinkerton uh, in over four years since uh, probably midway through the 2017 season. So that's a you know a huge win for the program and, and a big win I think for them this year just because they've they've played some of those top teams um, you know kind of tough, uh, but maybe ultimately came up short against them against some of them. So. That's a, a good way to build some momentum. Uh, they, of course, again, they do play again on Thursday, so you know that that could completely change everything in in a matter of days. Yeah, and that's that's what we thought. That that's what that schedule. You know, I, I'm we're facing the same thing, right? We have to turn right. around. We got to right. play. We got to play Winnicott, and then potentially, if we do well enough, we're we, we're going to play them or or Portsmouth. You know, and and essentially a week or a week and a half's worth of time. So. You know, it's, it's making the adjustments that you want to make a little bit more difficult. You know, how do you, 
you know, not, you know, I didn't like losing the other day, but like, you know, how much, how, first of all, what am I going to do in 24 hours? Second of all, you know, even if you are going to put in adjustments, how much do you really want to show before you, before you go and, and, and go into a playoff game, you know? So, um, yeah, that'll be, that'll be tough. That's, that's going to be tough for, for, Le- or, uh, for Londonderry and Pinkerton there. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've seen Londonderry a couple of times this year and, and I just, um, you know, every time I come away, I like what they've been able to do. What, uh, Kelly, Kelly Gordon, the new coach over there, uh, took over this year. Um, you know, she's, I, I like what they've, they've done. You know, it, it seems like the girls are buying into, to what the coaches have been, been telling them. Um, and every time I see them, they just look a little bit more confident in what they're doing. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that that is another quarterfinal matchup. Cause that would be, uh, I think would be a really fun game to get to see those two teams playing each other. Cause I think they're pretty, pretty evenly matched in terms of talent too. Three times in nine days. That, that's uh, that's a true test of, of coaching yeah, X's absolutely. and O's right there, and, and adjustments. So, yeah. You know, unless one team, you know, unless one team is truly better than the other team in terms of, you know, it could be it could be physical dominance, it could be six skills, you know, that kind of stuff. If you're pretty close, playing each other three times in in, in nine days is definitely a, a test of you know coaching adjustments at that point. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and I want to make sure, uh, before we wrap up too, um, I know last week we were, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, we were mentioning some kids that, that hit some milestones. So we had a, we had actually a few more this week I saw on, uh, on social media, uh, actually a, a pair of, uh, of South kids, uh, reaching their hundredth goal. Uh, first you had, um, Drew Flurry uh, for, on the boys side, uh, scored his hundredth goal against Sauhegan on Monday, uh, on, on what was just a, a really kind of crazy play where, where I think he, he ran around with the ball for about a minute uh, and eventually just found himself with a clear lane to the, to, to the goal and, and took it and scored. Um, you know, so, so nice to con- congrats to him for getting that. And then on the girls side, uh, you had Olivia Johnson getting her hundredth goal on Tuesday against North. Uh, and that one to, to put that in perspective, um, you know, she's just a, she's a sophomore or excuse me, a junior who obviously, you know, with last year getting canceled, missed out on her sophomore year. So that's 100 goals in, in two years, um, which, I, you know, seems uh, pretty, It seems almost impossible. Yeah, that's, right. that's, really, that's really impressive. I mean, you know, 50, goal, 50 goals per season, that's, uh, yeah. you know, that's, 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 pretty, that's pretty impressive given that, you know, you play, if you advance far, maybe you're playing 20 games. So you, you, you're, needing to, you're needing to score over two, two and a half goals a game. Right. Um, not impossible to do, but still very, very impressive for, for a season. This, yeah. You know, especially when you're one of the better players and everybody's keying on you. Yeah, and she's had a couple games this year. I believe there have been like six, seven, eight goals a game. So, I mean, when you're when you're putting up numbers like that, it's, uh, I guess. Makes up for yeah. lost time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Pelham, uh, Pelham's Jordan Galgay also had uh, scored her 100th goal uh, this week as well. I, f- I forget who it was against. Um, but, uh, yeah, she got into the hundred goal club, uh, for the pythons this week as well. Very nice. So congrats to her. Um, so you're going to, you're going to do mile, you're going to do milestones and leave our good buddy, Chad Fisher now. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that while we're, yeah, we're, I, I almost did. I apologize, Chad, uh, picked up his 100th win, uh, as a head coach at Portsmouth, uh, within their, um, very low scoring win over uh, over Dover on Tuesday. They beat uh, the Green Wave five to three. Uh, yeah, that one was. I, I when I saw the the score coming over on on Twitter, I was 
I mean, cause I think it was one nothing Portsmouth after the first quarter. I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, I know they're, you know, like he said a couple times this year, they're, they're grinders and they, they like to muck it up, but you know, I, I that's, uh, I think that's taking it to an extreme. <laughs> it is. I think, uh, you know, first, uh, congratulations again to, to Chad, um, you know, an, a, amazing accomplishments. Um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm pretty sure he took over in 2014, a uh, year before we moved up into, in Division II. Um, and so in just six short years, uh, has, has put together, put together 100, 100 career wins um, as, a head, as a head coach. You know, you do the math, you're averaging almost 17 wins a year. That's, that's the mark of a great program right, right. there. Um, so congrats to Chad. Um, in terms of the game, you know, I think I think uh, Coach Liam uh, did a nice job of, of coaching up his guys. They're playing a tough zone right now. They're slowing things down, making it difficult for teams. And um, you know, Coach Fisher's working through some some lineup difficulties right now with some guys playing in different positions, trying to get guys healthy for their big match with uh, Winnicott coming up in the first round there. So you know, they as a as a good coach does, found a way and, and got his guys to get to get out of there and get a W. You know, and sometimes you got to. Run into that many times myself this season. You gotta, you gotta find a way to to get the W and, and get out of there with a win. Uh, actually, I just so I just pulled this up. Uh, yeah, he was in a became an assistant uh, in two thousand seven, and uh, became the head coach in twenty fourteen. So it gives him a career record now of one hundred and twenty five uh, as the, as the head coach there. So that's uh, he started in he started as an assistant in two thousand seven. Yes. That's what that's I knew. I knew that I had some bad blood with Coach Fisher handed me probably the worst <laughs> loss I've ever had in my uh, life. When we moved back to when we moved back to the NHIA, Portsmouth beat us 19 to one in my first in my first uh, venture back from club with Derry Field. Oh, so boy. that's now now coach knows why why uh, why we've why we've had bad blood over the years. So <laughs> love you. Love you, coach. <laughs> uh, I wonder if it will. I mean, that changes things a little bit there, though. I mean, yeah, it, it, to, to know that. Right. <laughs> that was a very that was a very humbling experience after after taking Gary Field to club for for a few years to rebuild numbers there and coming back into the NHIA and traveling out to Portsmouth they they had a powerhouse man that was a that was a program there I think that was the year that they I believe they went to the finals and I think they I want to say they lost to Hollis Brookline that year that- um, Sounds if right. my memory confirm is is correct, or it may, maybe it was either 2007 or 2008 when that happened. But uh, it's around that time. But no, tremendous amount of respect for for Coach Fisher and, and what he's done with that with that program there. And um, you know, so yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it was congrats two, again. 2008. Uh, yeah, they went to the final in D3, lost to Hollis uh, seven to four. Yeah. So, any uh, any before we wrap up, any other 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 thoughts or or things you noticed from this week to uh, to make mention of? No, I think uh, we had some good matchups. I mean, the the top ten has been you know I like the fact that the, the top ten in the coaches poll has been has been playing each other and um, you know it's it was starting to kind of see things shake out there. Um, you know, it's it'll be and I think you know heading into the playoffs, it's been a it's been a good thing for a lot of teams. You know, most teams have been able to. Uh, to challenge themselves over the last couple of weeks here and kind of figure out maybe maybe expose some warts, find some weaknesses before before the playoffs here and have some things to work on as you as you head in head in here and you know you it's it's better to get uh, surprised or it's better to figure out those things now than to get surprised down the road here so 
um, a lot of good things for for all teams over the last couple of weeks here. I, I will agree that I like these top ten matchups as well. Uh, I could use a few more upsets though. Just just uh, <laughs> give me give me some upsets. Come on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that uh, that's probably going to wrap it up for uh, for this week's show. Uh, as uh, don't forget, uh, as we mentioned, next week uh, we'll be going a day early to get uh, so we can get all the playoff uh, info out there before um, you know the second. Uh, I guess the second round really gets underway because everybody's starting on Memorial Day, or some some divisions are starting on Memorial Day this year. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll be uh, you'll be able to listen to us uh, Wednesday morning next week. Um, and then after that, uh, a couple extra shows for the playoffs and yeah, we're just about done with the 2021 season. Hate to see it, hate to see it go by this fast, but it's been, it's been great getting back out here and I'm so glad that, uh, you know, again, knock on wood, we've, we've had great success in getting so many games in. Have there been some bumps along the road? There have, but you know what, we've, we've worked through those things and, you know, again, uh, kudos to the to the to the ads that have worked hard to make these things happen. And um, you know, it's been great. It's been great to see all these kids out here playing again. And even if it's not perfect, we're getting closer to getting back to normal. So, yeah. um, you know, I know there's people frustrated with the, with the playoff brackets, but just uh, you know, again, try and be thankful that we're out we're out here playing. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we'll next year next year, God willing, we'll be back to normal and we'll be. We'll be debating uh, who, who's going to be making the who's going to be making the playoffs and what what upsets you're going to see. So it'll be fun. Can't wait for the next two weeks and can't wait to be doing that as well. Uh, he is uh, Dairyfield AD and Boys Lacrosse Coach Chris Hetler. Chris, thanks again for joining me. Absolutely, Joe. We'll do it again next week. Looking forward to it. All right. I am Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>